here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.1 FM in Bombela. We've been chatting to Ask Africa. Andrea Radamea is on the line with us this afternoon. Andrea, thanks so much uh, for, for touching base with us again this afternoon. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure, Pamela. Hi, hello there. Uh, we've seen um, one of your latest reports talking about the super spreaders. And my goodness, um, one one imagines when we talk about the word super spreader that it's, it's got to be like this big festival or a big party that one has to <laughs> attend and then, you are, then you're being irresponsible. But well, you're pointing to to you and I very easily becoming mm-hmm. a super spreader. Yes. So, Pamela, it's about a third um, of our population that really practices limited adherence. Um, but even co- more concerning than that is that, that we've got age groups, the younger age groups are less inclined to test themselves when, when they know they've had a flu, and they'll say... Yes, I think I was sick, but I wouldn't be tested. Um, they're also more inclined to, to you know, not practice the sanitation behaviors um, because they, they feel stronger about stigmas. So if somebody says to them, why are you wearing a mask or why are you social distancing, that's not cool, then they stop doing so. Whereas the, the older age groups are more um, confident to, to practice the sanitation behaviors. Yeah, so... The super spreaders are most likely younger, and fortunately you can see them from a distance because they, they don't sanitize. They, let it, um, uh, they practice less adherence to all the other behaviors which we practice. That is interesting. Uh, Andrea, is this more of peer pressure, or are they simply pointing to the fact that, you know, if they're not led, they're not going to then, and they're not forced to do it, they're not going to, to, to adhere to the, to the regulations? No, uh, it's peer pressure. It's stigma. So, Pamela, the interesting thing about our, uh, South Africans is that we have a very strong sense of agency. In other words, we'll decide what's good for us and then we'll <laughs> act accordingly with yes. responsibility. In fact, a lot stronger than what citizens are generally being given credit for. Mm. So the, the, the idea that citizens need to be forced to do the right thing mm. is, a, is a misguided idea. Um, but we do have citizens, of course, that just, that just don't buy into the COVID narrative. Um, or that have fears around it where, where they, they're not convinced around the right behaviors. Mm. And um, that's, that's a concern then because, you know, because they are more likely to, to fall for the stigmas or to feel stigmatized. Yes. We've also seen that, sorry. Sorry, I beg your pardon, Andrea. I was going to ask to what extent does social media also have a role to play? Because we are also seeing a lot of the conspiracy theories coming Mm. through on social media that really are dissuading people from from, uh, adhering to the protocols as well. So, Pamela, the thing with social media is it follows the same same dynamic like a rumor or like a gossip. Yes. So, And gossip and rumor and social media flourishes when there's no formal information. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of, of COVID lockdowns, when there wasn't consistent and predictable information, social media flourished. At the moment, it is not popular as a source of reliable information. 
Um, initially, during lockdown worldwide, also governments had a very strong position with regards to communication. That's dropped off significantly as well to only about, I think it was 56% or so. Um, but the, the strongest convinces or influences of behavior change at the moment are the medical fraternity and the scientific fraternity. And I, I just listened to your previous interview, particularly the pharmacists are actually the heroes of COVID because they've always been available, they've always been there around the clock and they've been accessible. I mean, isn't that interesting um, that, you know, it's it's when there is a void that the rumor mm. actually starts brewing and it becomes something. And, and, it, and it's unfortunately something very easy to fill. You know, if we just yes. uh, dealt with our comms properly, then we would fill that void and, and we wouldn't be dealing with the kind of conspiracies that we're dealing with. Um, Correct. When you look at, is it? intentional because there there's language there that has to be checked mm. about whether people do it to harm other people or whether as you said it's more about the stigma is there intentionality in knowing what the consequences of not wearing your masks are to others and and being conscious of that so the young people who choose not to do they extend themselves in in thinking about how it will affect other people well, um, maybe just on intentionality with regards to spreading false news on, on, on social media, yeah. about 16% of those that spread false news are aware of it and don't care, just as an aside statistic. Um, with regards so, to so, masks... So, 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 so let's, just, let's mm-hmm. just maybe understand that. Um, are they aware in the sense that they don't believe what they're sending, or is it people who are completely convinced? Well, we asked whether people were aware that they're spreading false or fake news. And of those that did, we saw 16% said they're aware of it, but they still spread it because they're getting an emotional kick out of it and they're getting a response. Ah, got you. So, okay. so These are people who are going for the not... likes and the, and, the, and, the, exactly. and, the, and the number of people to follow. But they were the aware. Drama. Yeah, yes. but they were aware. They didn't themselves necessarily buy into it, but they knew that it will get them attention. Yes, correct. And it was 16%, you said? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. Yeah, so, Pamela, on your other question, whether people know what the um, consequences are of not wearing a mask, I, I think it's, it's a very small percentage. It's below 2, two to 5% of individuals that at this point don't know what the consequences are. What that means is if somebody does not wear a mask or sanitize or social distance, it is not because of a lack of knowledge. Mm. <laughs> it's it's really because you choose not to and and yes. as you said you've got agency to decide for yourself whether this is what you want to do or not mm-hmm. okay Correct. Let's, let's take a quick break andrea i'll be back with uh with more um after the headlines but i've got to do this first it's 2 30 okay. let me go to leander maube for the latest safm prime time all day long 
Let's wrap it up with Andrea Rodeme, CEO of F- Ask Africa. Uh, Andrea, so in conclusion, um, we, we do have amongst us super spreaders, whether we are at a party or not, but it's the little action that actually make it possible for us to become uh, super spreaders. Correct. So if we consider, for example, um, that the age group above 55 is generally more, um, adheres more to all the right behaviors, there is an exception to this. And this is when, when they've contracted flu, they are less likely to cover their nose and mouth, 23% less likely. Now, that's exactly when you would want them to cover their mo- uh, nose and mouth. So um, I would say for your listeners, just make sure you yourself and everybody else around you um, is adhering to to the right behaviors. And in that way, you can protect yourself. Andrea Rodemeyer, CEO of Ask Africa. We'll put that survey up on our social media platforms.